Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Live from the Vegas Strip, welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi. We're getting close to the end of the year, and with that in mind, we thought it would be a great idea to bring in your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, to discuss some of the big items from 2022 and look ahead at what's in store for Las Vegas in 2023. So today, we'll spend the entire show with the great Scott Robin. As the holiday times are right in front of us and we get ready for 2023, who better to talk to than your Vegas insider? You know him, Scott Robin of Vital Vegas. VitalVegas.com. You absolutely have to go there for all your information in Vegas. And I love his description. If you look at the description up front, he says he loves the casinos, the restaurants, the shows, even Chris Angel. Yeah, Scott, really not Chris Angel, right? But everything else. (laughs) (laughs) I have a special place in my heart for Chris Angel. He's a lovable lunkhead, and it's just too easy to make fun of him. But, of course, he is in the Vegas family so uh, I can I can say things about him, but other people can't. <laughs> I'm protective of him if other people do it. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about what the big thing is in Vegas. Of course, we're going to talk about sports, which I know you love in a minute. But what's the deal with Country Western? I mean, all of a sudden, is Vegas becoming like a little Nashville West? Uh, I, I saw the other day I was reading in Vital Vegas uh, – Boy, a lot of big residencies all getting extended. What, Miranda Lambert, Garth Brooks, and now Carrie Underwood. Uh, Vegas has really taken to country music, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I, that actually came as quite a surprise. Um, I think it's probably the timing of those announcements are aligning with the fact that the rodeo is in town. Um, this time of year is usually pretty slow for Las Vegas. But the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority wisely wrangled the rodeo to be in town in December, and that's what's happening. So the the ironic part, Miranda Lambert has an actual track record of several shows here. Um, To extend, Garth Brooks has a history here, but he didn't actually start his new residency, so he's extending something that hasn't even started yet. <laughs> uh, and Carrie Underwood, of course, everybody knows her. But, yeah, it was a very interesting uh, series of announcements that they're all uh, extending residencies, which is really a testament to, I, I would say, country music. I would say, you know, artists finding the right venues uh, for what they do, finding an audience, and the fact that they can always rely on a fresh crop of people because it's Vegas. Everybody wants to come to Vegas. They might not make a trip specifically to see Garth Brooks or Canwood, but while they're here, if they like country, of course, they're going to go see them. And so the artists obviously love it too, because 
doing a residency in Vegas means they don't have to travel. They don't have to deal with all the BS that comes with being on the road. They get they they have one venue. It's all set. They know the, all the players, <laughs> and yeah. they just rake in that money every night. Well, you know, the country crowd, you mentioned the rodeo, and I know the one thing you've talked about and for years now is that that's one of the favorite groups to come into the Vegas people because these people come in, they drink, they gamble, they don't cause too much of a trouble. And that's really uh, a good audience than beyond going to just the concert. Yeah, Vegas loves the Cowboys for sure. Um, you know, I was doing a... I was doing a story the other day about this new security system that has been rolled out at Fremont Street Experience. And so, of course, I, I have my thoughts on that, like everything. But if, at the end of my story, I said, you know, ultimately, if you want to be safe, I, I think Vegas is very safe. I think Fremont Street is very safe. But, if, but ultimately, safety is kind of our own personal responsibility. So my advice is always just common sense. Be aware of your surroundings. Stay away from people that you think are going to be trouble. And the third thing is try and be in town during the rodeo because <laughs> those guys, they put up with no nonsense. If they see trouble, they rectify themselves. There's no, they don't call Metro. They, they <laughs> self-manage. And uh, those are usually the people, you know, that are involved in these one-off kind of random whatever happens, fights or, or worse. Uh, but the Cowboys don't—they don't really put up with that too much. So they're—they uh, are—they have a good reputation for being very polite. Uh, they do like to party, so they definitely after the rodeo they come to drink and gamble. Um, you know, it's interesting because the different groups, say a different convention group, might be a show-going group. The Cowboys don't go to shows, right? Right. So, because they've seen, they've been to their horse show all day, or whatever you call it, the cow show, the cow ball. Uh, but, you know, so each group is known for, you know, kind of what they do. Certain conventions are big on, you'll see just every high-end restaurant is full, uh, or you'll see a different convention and suddenly all the theaters are full. So it's it's very interesting that based upon the season and who's in town, uh, what's busy, what's not busy, like the kids that go to, to Electric Daisy Carnival to EDC don't drink because of the drug use. So all the liquor sales go down, the room rates go up because they'll do 10 to a room, but the, the room rates are still high. So I, I know that wasn't the question, but <laughs> Vegas loves it some Cowboys, uh, <laughs> mainly because it was a dead time of year and everybody was suffering until the rodeo came, came to town. You know, my daughter was just there for a thing uh, called When We Were Young, which is this emo thing. And she said, yeah, because I told her, I go, Vegas has a tendency that when there's a big concert or something like that, kind of this whole party thing takes over the town and it turns into a place. In this case, she goes, yeah, it was like every emo in the world was in Las Vegas on that weekend. Was that a success? And I understand they're going to do it again. So they must have had a good turnout and so forth. Yeah, I, I think it did very well. Um, a lot of these big festivals that are kind of niche uh, bands have done really well. They sell out pretty quickly. Uh, sometimes these events are outdoors, and so it's a little tricky because you'll have a windy day, uh, so they'll have to cancel a day, or you know, the wonky things can happen. But I think for the most part, they're doing very well. Uh, they're either going to do so, you know, they'll do something at this 
Las Vegas Festival Grounds, which is next to Circus Circus. Uh, there's the Downtown Event Center, which is which is an open air venue. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they, those niche events. I I think even the one there was an '80s themed one that happened at the Downtown Event Center that did really well. Like I I think they have this down to a science of where they can get a bunch of bands. They each do three to four songs. So it's a, for the band, it's a great gig. You're not getting paid a ton of money, but hey, you get to you know come to a giant crowd that you might not normally have. And so these promoters put together 20, 20 acts, and the audience feels like they've gotten the best deal in the world because they're getting kind of the top. You know, everybody's yeah. even the one hit wonders have two songs. So you so <laughs> you're seeing a slew of folks that you have fond memories of. The tickets are pretty reasonable, uh, so I think they are successful, and I think that one that one did really well. Back with more in just a moment from Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Have your collectibles taken over your house? Well, maybe it's time for those treasures to find a new home. Place to go is baseball cards and bobbleheads, where they are always buying. If you've collected it, there's a good chance they'll buy it. No collections are too large or too small. Call Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads at 310-534-4180 or text them pictures of your collection. That number again is 310-534-4180. Merry Christmas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel it's that easy so call now and start packing call right now 800-267-1806 800-267-1806 800-267-1806 that's 800-267-1806 uh, boy man i had a rough night's sleep uh, boy Whew. i got a letter from the irs yesterday and i, I just couldn't sleep man my, i'm dying here somebody help me irs problems affect more than just your finances if you're ready to take back control of your life and you owe more than ten thousand dollars you need to call the tax doctor their expert staff can immediately protect you from the irs and state collectors and get you the best possible tax settlement guaranteed the irs has recently released new programs geared in helping struggling taxpayers where you may qualify to settle your tax debt and wipe out up to 85% or more of what you currently owe. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor right now. See if you qualify to pay less. Call 800-511-6983. That's 800-511-6983. Again, 800-511-6983. That's 800-511-6983.
You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Well, another group that I'm more familiar with their music, I remember it was kind of fun. The B-52s are going to do a 10-night residency at the Venetian. Now, that isn't a group that I would normally think of with that, but apparently it's been really successful, and that's coming in 2023. Yeah, they, um, as I mentioned in my story about it, it's it's another one of those situations where they had a farewell tour, and apparently they didn't mean it. (laughs) You know, they saw some dollar signs. And they had a, I think they did two or three shows here at the Venetian recently, and they did pretty well. So then they went off and did their farewell tour, and this would be, because it's not a tour, I guess, doesn't technically contradict the fact that that was their farewell tour. But I, I get the, a strong vibe that this might be it for them. Like, this, this could be the end of their uh, performing together. Uh, they're... The band members are in their early 70s, I think, a couple of them, 74, 72. So you just hit a certain point where even if people will show up, you, you're just kind of over it. And uh, the lead yeah. singer, uh, very, very talented guy, but in the interviews, I, he just seems tired. He's like, I'm tired of people imitating me, like, to me, you know, because he, you know, everybody knows that voice in, like, Love Shack and... They, they, uh, what's his name? Schneider or something. Anyway, he, you can just tell he's over it because everybody's doing the, you know, I've got, I got me a Chrysler. It's <laughs> as big as a whale. Like everybody does that voice. And I'm sure even when he's on stage, people are yelling it out. He's like, I'm just kind of, I'm over it. So I, I think their 10 shows for them seems about right. Uh, and they do have recognizable songs. Like I said, if you're there and you get to hear your favorite song from whenever it was, you, a lot of nostalgia goes, goes a long way. So I think the B-52s, will, they'll be fine. The Venetian- they'll be fine. Well, and the, the Venetians are one of those great places. I saw John Fogarty there. It's just a really good, you know, it's big enough to be important, but it's small enough where you can a much more intimate feel than saying going out to an Allegiant Stadium or something of that nature. Yeah, those stadium shows, and, it, and I've heard that the sound isn't great, but in these smaller venues like the Coliseum, uh, in that Venetian room, you know, these rooms are like Park, uh, the Park and Gym Theater. These are, they're considered intimate for a lot of these artists, and the sound quality is just really good. So it's a different experience than, than when they're packing them in and there's ten, you know, tens of thousands of people. And so there's, you know, there's always been this kind of question of are there too many venues, which I've always found an interesting question because it seems like every day there's a new residency, a new extension of a residency. But I, I think there's this chance that we're getting close to a saturation point. And they're talking about, you know, you've got another big theater, presumably that they're going to build. Oh, this is a scoop, by the way. So at Mirage, they've got the Dolphin Habitat and the secret garden with the tigers that they're going to close permanently. That, that was announced recently. Uh, I'm hearing they're going to build like a 5,000 seat concert venue on that, on the space. So you've got that theater, you've got fountain blue coming in with a theater. You've got MSG sphere coming in with a theater. And these, this is thousands and thousands of seats. So you you kind of have to wonder, is there a limit to how, how many bands, 
you know, really warrant a residency. What a residency is, because we're just doing three shows, it's not really a residency, even if they call it that. And if the demand is there, uh, and I think that extends beyond these kind of concerts, but also to shows, to search shows. You know, we can talk about the new show at Wynn, because it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting situation. Uh, another big, expensive production show. So, but I think it all kind of speaks to that question of, are there too many seats? Is the demand there? Are people coming coming back after COVID? You know, has the culture changed when it comes to big shows like that and big concerts and productions? And how does that all fit into Vegas trying to pivot to be the entertainment? You know, we've always said we're the entertainment capital of the world. But when there's gambling everywhere, you better get serious about having a hook. And entertainment and sports have pretty much been in. Is that a good lead into your sports? Well, I think it is. One last <laughs> one last thing about that, though. You know, the motivation of these guys, you were talking about farewell tours. I think I've been to three or four of uh, the Who's farewell tours over the years. And I know, you know, as long as you got guys like Pete Townsend and Mick Jagger, that if you throw dollars, enough dollars in front of them, these guys aren't going to stop until they pass away. Uh, and I guess that's what they're going to be striving for, because the idea is going to be, look, they're going to have to get people out there to do it, you know, and then and then you'll see the real competition is who can actually draw on a regular basis. Not everybody's like Aerosmith, so it's going to be really interesting. Do you think some of these places are going to fail, Scott? Yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's, a, I'm, I tend to be optimistic about Vegas, except in this area, uh, that there's, there's this history that prior to COVID, there really was a flattening of visitation. And that was for a couple of years. So then the pandemic happens, then there's this pent up demand. It's been 20 months of $1 billion gaming revenue in Nevada. So that's, that would make you think that everything's great, everything's booming. Uh, but I think there's there's a very real possibility that there's going to be oversupply soon. Yeah. And there's this perception of Vegas. It's not really a value destination as much anymore. So some folks just aren't coming. And then you've got, so you've got, a, like I said, Fountain Blue coming online with thousands of rooms. Um, you've got other other projects in the works where it's thousands of rooms, more, you know, another stadium arena proposal for South Strip from the Oakview Group. You've got this fictional all-net arena that's not funded, but people talk about it. Uh, but I think, you know, something like the MSG Sphere, they just said that the, the, the price tag of this thing is, is going to be $2 billion. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, there's just, uh, you know, that's two circas, basically, is what it's going to cost to build the MSG Sphere. It's a theater. Yeah. It's not a sports venue. It's not a place for basketball or whatever else they might have been. So, yeah, I think there's there's some trouble ahead. It's hard to tell where the trouble's going to be. Uh, you would assume that some of these places that are established, but I think that's why they're locking some of these performers in for these residencies because there's just not an infinite number of groups that can pull crowds in and keep them coming. There's only a limited number of Adele's and Celine's if Celine comes back, you know, that, so I, I think they're, they're like, Hey, we've got to plan ahead. And if, you know, if MSG sphere gets you too for its opening, that's great. But there's a lot of other nights of the year that they're going to have to figure out how to 
fill out that space when there's so many seats. More with Scott Robin in just a moment. Season greetings to all our listeners on the network and followers on social media. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hi, this is Andy Martello, Las Vegas entertainer, award-winning author, voice of the Las Vegas Aviators, and generally tired human being. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi, and I'm chatting with Scott Robin of Vital Vegas, who is reviewing this year in Vegas and will preview Vegas 2023. I don't want to be pessimistic, but I think there's a reality check in the works in Vegas. Well, we want to talk about pessimistic. I want to go back to the all-net resort and arena. It seems to me they're going to take the speed train, the bullet train from New York, or New, well, from New York, why not, or Los Angeles to get there because it's a lot of talk about something where, show me the money, right? I mean, there's just no sign that this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've, you've summed it up beautifully. Unfortunately, no other media outlet in Las Vegas has been able to come to come to their senses. It's usually just me beating this drum of what are we doing? Why are we listening to these folks? Why are we continuing to have news conferences? Why do we keep announcing that this thing is funded when it absolutely is not? There is no indication there's any funding whatsoever. The council persons will show up, the local media will show up, and nobody's raising their hand to go, do you have any evidence whatsoever that you have even a dollar to, to build this imaginary place and they they talk a good talk but they there's just no there's no sense from anybody that i talk to in the industry that anybody involved has ever done anything even remotely like this and it it's just silliness the guy needs to extend his permits so whenever it's about time for the permits to run out he has his dog and pony show where he says yes we now have six billion dollars construction is going to start next week and then, as you may have seen reported, three weeks after he announced this, one of the local news stations, the construction delayed at all that resort. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then, but then you've got other projects, uh, like this Oakview project that's down it's south of even uh, South Point uh, in, that, in that vicinity. And they look like they have the money. Wow. So you just, you really never know. I just think it's, it's foolish to just take, everything at face value, somebody's saying that they're going to build something. Uh, the Dream Hotel is out there, too, and uh, somebody just bought Dream Hotels, but it looks like the Dream Hotel is still going to happen. Uh, so, I don't know. Vegas is very complicated. <laughs> well, 2023 is going to be an interesting year, and that's why we're talking to you, because I think... You know, you're on top of this thing, and yeah, it looks like it's a year that could either be great. I mean, it's a true sports mecca now, right? I mean, they they signed it is in 2023, but just the fact that they announced that they're going to host the Final Four is a big deal. They got a Super Bowl coming up. Uh, this auto racing thing, I agree with you. I read what you wrote, and it's coming in November. But but 
how many people really are into it? And they're talking about, you know, huge costs and stuff, and they're going to close down the Bellagio uh, fountains? My God, heresy. Yeah, putting putting grandstands on the Bellagio fountains is a terrible idea. But it, I, think you're, I think you're right that despite my best efforts, sports are definitely part of the Vegas conversation and have the, the spotlight has kind of pivoted towards sports. They don't, Sports don't make money for casinos like sports books. They, that's not a money-making endeavor. But for these venues, there's kind of this ancillary revenue that comes if people are coming to town for a Raiders game or whatever it is. F1 is expected to be the most lucrative sporting event in the history of Las Vegas. And I think that's probably true because of the nature of the sport and who those customers are. Uh, there was, I think it was Wynn has a million-dollar package for F1, a million dollars, and several others have done really expensive packages as well. They're pretty much getting whatever they're asking for at this point. We know it's going to be in in, uh, November. Is that that international travel or something? I mean, I'm not that much. I know about it. (laughs) Yeah, F1 is definitely, it's international, and the prediction is that the private jet airport at McCarran, that little is just going to be overflowing with private jets. And there's actually going to be a traffic jam of private jets coming. So we're talking about some of the richest of the rich uh, coming for this race, for a car race. Uh, there, I think there's a TV series on about F1 that has made it a bit more popular in the U.S. So I think there's going to be a, quite a few U.S. fans. But that's not really what who the hotels are gearing their marketing toward. They're gearing it toward, toward Europe. And just a very, very wealthy customer from from Europe who's gonna who's not gonna balk at two thousand dollars a night for a hotel room. It's gonna be a little rough for the average person during that period. So make sure to check your hotel rates yeah. because uh, a lot, you know it's gonna be rare to find anything less than a thousand dollars a night during that period, and that's probably gonna be on the low end uh, because wow. they that dynamic pricing is in place. Exactly because of this, because when you see an opportunity, high demand, people seem to have no limit to what they'll spend. You, you want to take full advantage of it, and that's what the casinos are doing. One last thing before we leave the world of sports, and we're going to just talk about some fun stuff, but there's a thing there. I, I know UFC is huge, and of course Vegas is a big part of that. Everybody likes to go. But I was reading in Vital Vegas about something called slap fighting, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of. <laughs> is this just a case of, like, if it happens in Vegas, it must be cool, so we're going to take this weird thing and put it in Las Vegas, and that'll make it okay, or what? <laughs> well, I thought you I thought you tried to say neutral on things, but apparently <laughs> you, you're, you've wisened up because I can't say neutral about anything. No, I, slap fighting is exactly what it sounds like, and it's uh, utterly absurd. Uh, it is people hitting each other, essentially, you know, open face or open palm punching each other uh, until somebody gives up, and it, it's not a sport. It's brutal and it's it's animalistic, and it's from the folks that bring you UFC kind of octagon, you know, wailing each other till you're a bloody pulp. So that's the mentality. I think it's disgusting and embarrassing for you know Nevada to have approved it uh, because it does have to be approved, but it's it's going to be probably folded in with the UFC world and it's, they know their customer. They know kind of 
they know what they want, and this is more of the same. It's brutal, and I, I think I linked in my story to, you know, a pretty good breakdown of why it's just, it's medically so dangerous to these folks. Whatever you're getting paid, it's just not worth it to, to get the potential damage to your face and your hearing and your brain through, you know, like in football, there are, I know they don't do anything about it seriously other than helmets and talking about it, but concussions and repeated blows to the head have been shown to be detrimental. Uh, okay. But, you know, in slap, slap fighting, you're not even able to defend yourself. At, at least if you're in the UFC ring, you're fighting, but you're able to defend yourself. You, you, you're just taking a hit, and you're taking repeated blows to the head. So I think it's ridiculous. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of a lot of slap fighting fans, and I to me I, it just begs the question of like what is there anything that's that anybody would say no to like how far we we don't like cock fighting yeah okay well there one thing's off limits I guess uh, dog fighting maybe off limits like at some point I guess because they're humans and they're agreeing to this it it kind of makes it okay but I think we can do better as a like humankind can do better. When we return, more with Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Still looking for that great gift for your very special friend for Christmas? Well, how about a copy of the great book on crime in Vegas we talked about last week? It's called Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim, written by Wayne Klingman and Roger Galizzi. It's available now on Amazon.com, and it's on every wise guy's list. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate a lower tax bill. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts. But you can stop these IRS actions. The tax doctor will fight for you using industry secrets that can stop any IRS actions, eliminate penalties and interest, and reduce your past tax bill so you pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call the tax doctor now for a free IRS audit emergency review. Call 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. Again, 800-515-4956. That's 800-515-4956. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today and learn about the latest CGM technology. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And if you have Medicare, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Paid for by U.S. Medical Supply. Call 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295. Again, 800-273-2295. That's 800-273-2295.
Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are chatting with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of Vital Vegas. West to Red Rock. It's in, it's in the suburbs. It's in uh, Summerlin, which is kind of this master plan community. But I think uh, this is station casinos. I think they're spending some of that money they got for Palms on uh you know on red rock that's kind of their their kind of jewel at the moment they're building another another place uh another residential casino durango but for now red rock is kind of their baby and so yeah they did a brand new high limit slot area it's beautiful i've been there multiple times and i keep winning so i'm a big fan of it uh, Lotus of Siam, as you said, beautiful, like beautifully designed, very expensive. And it's from uh, one of the principles in it was from Tao Group, I think. So you definitely get that feeling of an ex- dining experience that you wouldn't normally get at a local's casino. They did, uh, they have another Greek restaurant coming in. They have a new uh, table games lounge, which is also beautiful. They have these beautiful uh, bartender waitresses and these slinky gold dresses. Like it's, it's, they're doing a very good, plus they have a food court. So they have this interesting mix of appealing to locals and they have an aspirational element of they'd love some bigger players, maybe from the strip to come out, but they're really, they're really making the investment and they're doing it right. Uh, Not everything wins there. Uh, They've been through like 10 different Italian restaurants there, but, for the most part, I think they have a handle on what their customers want, and uh, I I can testify to because I've been going more often than I ever have. Uh, part of that's geographical, but part of that's just there's more things to go do, and I love the things they're doing over there. Now, the other side, we're talking high-end dining and so forth. The other side, Vegas does it all. Is donuts, and you talked about the foodie tours are kind of a cool thing anyway. I've got some friends that do some things. I mean, it's a great way if you kind of want to just to taste a little of everything. But tell us about the donut tour because that actually sounds kind of interesting to me. <laughs> well, the uh, the donut tour is it, there's been a long term uh, company here, uh, Finger Licking Foodie Tours is the name of it. They have a, a series of tours that they do. I love them all. They're doing pizza recently. Well, this donut company probably saw what they were doing, and they're like, well, we'll just do the same thing with donuts. We've done it. I think this company has done the donut tour in other places. I don't necessarily understand a donut tour because <laughs> you pretty much eat a donut and you're full. Like, it's, it's a weird thing to have a tour for. Plus, I think you end up paying like 20 bucks a donut. But uh, you know, for the, for those folks that are into it, I think one of the ones is Donut Bar downtown. Uh, it's like a block off of Fremont Street. It's delicious. So they they got off to the right foot with me on that one because that was a good choice. I guess I just don't get. And then I think the last place is like Churros. That they didn't announce where it was going to be, but it was pretty obvious it was going to be Nacho Daddy. Mm-hmm. So Churros aren't even donuts. So I don't I don't know what to make of the donut tour, but the but the other tours are very much recommended. You'll hit, you know, downtown. You'll hit, you know, three or four different restaurants. No waiting, no reservations. They get you right in. You do kind of a tasting. I think you get a cocktail at each place, and it's pretty reasonably priced. It's a great way to sample different restaurants. The donut 
the donut thing, if you're a donut person, I guess go for it. But um, yeah, the finger licking foodie tours yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, they have one on like meat. I love that. You know, great steaks and you know, yeah, like you say, that to me does more than the donuts because I can do my own donut tour. But you know, the kind of the places they can take you for some of these things, you're really getting kind of the best of what these places do. That's highly recommended. Final question, and this has been just a blast going through this stuff, and some of this you've already answered, but what can people look for in 2023? I think 2022 was a good year, better than a lot of people thought it was going to be, but as we get to 2023, anything in particular the visitor needs to know ahead of time? Yeah, I mean, I think the the overall feeling for casinos has been that they haven't had to try that hard. Um, you know, people are... They, they're always going to gripe that prices are going up and that they can't find those deals that they used to find. But I think when you've had 20 months of record gaming revenue, you've, you've seen the casinos really tighten up on the freebies and comps. I think they've even tightened machines a little bit. I think they've just taken away those perks that people were used to. At Caesars, they used to have Laurel lounges. They took those away. So I, I think what's going to happen in 2023 is we're going to see kind of a slowdown of this craziness coming out of the pandemic. I think people had, um, they had money that they couldn't spend during the pandemic. You couldn't really go, you know, you couldn't travel as easily. You couldn't go out as much. And I think, I think people found themselves with a little more disposable income. Plus they also kind of had this attitude of like, Hey, if we're all, uh, if we're all gonna, you know, if we're in this doomsday scenario, why would I care about saving money? I probably won't even have to pay for my kids' education or pay for a new car because we're all doomed, right? So I think some of that will start to go away. I think we'll see a slowdown in Vegas. And I think some of those deals will start to come back where the casinos realize there's a lot of rooms and there's the demand, uh, I think, is going to wane. And so I think we're going to see start seeing more loyalty club perks. We're going to start seeing more aggressive marketing. We're going to start seeing more comp room offers and kind of those more traditional things that casinos had to do to to keep those rooms full. So that's great news for travelers. Uh, We are going to see some crazy busy times like F1. um, And I, I feel like that's, you know, it's kind of par for the course in Vegas, but you just really have to plan ahead to time your trip so it doesn't align with a major convention or event like that where the prices are going to be artificially uh, inflated. But I, I think overall, you know, it's like it's going to be another kind of big year for Vegas just because it's, it's Vegas is still kind of the go-to spot when people want to let off steam. Uh, it's unknown if conventions are going to be coming back. We're, we're at about 75% of where conventions were prior to the pandemic. So that's a big concern for a lot of these high-end restaurants because midweek they're, they're struggling. Uh, but the, the goal, everybody's goal is to have everything come back whimsically, of course, to have the conventions come back. So those folks in those high-end restaurants can make a buck. Um, it's definitely on the agenda for awakening at Wynn. This new show, it's struggling right out of the gate. They need everybody to come back. Conventions to come back. They need. They just need bodies in 2023 to fill up those seats. Cirque, it's the same thing. Uh, they need. They need bodies to come and uh, hopefully having so many shows 
and so many seats means the prices of show tickets will go down. I don't think that's going to happen with the big headliners, uh, but I think we're going to see a lot of those production shows reevaluating what they need, to, where their pricing needs to be to get people in those chairs. Uh, the price of these headliner residencies and these these big shows like Adele, they, those prices are just they're through the roof. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Well, those are really important things to look at. And the best way, the best way to do that is to be checking VitalVegas.com. It's funny. It's witty. It's snarky. It's a great read. And then when you're going to come, this is the place where you find out when those deals are around, where to go. Scott, always a pleasure. Look forward to talking with you in 2023. Thank you so much, as always. It's been a pleasure. I love uh, listening to your show and, and including my part, of course. But you always have great guests and great conversations and just thank you for keeping that las vegas conversation going you do a great job you hear scott robin every week here on vegas never sleeps and you will again next year please follow vegas never sleeps on all social media platforms which includes twitter facebook and instagram and thanks for listening today this is steven manchi reminding you vegas never sleeps vegas here we go Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. Call 800-923-8625. That's 800-923-8625. 800-923-8625.